In a world with no Patrick. This is the Northside Now intro. Welcome to Northside Now, the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin, and with me as always is my co-host, Glenn Miller. Well, good morning. (laughs) I thought in honor of summer and the summer blockbuster, we'd enter that way. How's that? (laughs) Well, hey, you know, we're through summer, uh, at least the official start of summer, right? Yeah, definitely. And July 4th is come and gone. Yeah. We have got some news breaking news well and it's in terms of when this podcast launches it's a little bit old news well it is a little old but but it's it's, still fairly fresh it's very fresh because it's happening this week the release of this of this particular episode things will happen so on thursday july the 15th our new pastor will be here Woo! oh stop that Yeah, there we go. Maybe that's why Patrick doesn't use these as much. We got overconfident with our use of uh, (laughs) the sound effects last time. Now we're a little bit rusty. But yeah, I am am so excited. And this is not a joke, folks, but his name is Kevin Glenn. So what's his name? Kevin Kevin Glenn. Glenn? Kevin Glenn. Kevin Glenn. Kevin Glenn. So when you're in the room and I'm in the room, which is going to happen soon. Yes, it will, because he is excited to come be a part of Northside now. It could be so confusing. <laughs> it's going to be pretty weird for sure. <laughs> it's going to be really crazy. We're going to have to come up with a really good nickname for him. Well, quickly. He, and he will have, yes, he will have a say so in that, I'm sure. But yes, uh, the Reverend, is it Reverend Doctor or Dr. Reverend Doctor? Dr. Reverend Kevin Glenn. The third Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he is coming to us from Tampa Bay, Florida. Right. And I saw on his uh, Instagram last night uh, after filming or after videoing this, what are we doing? (laughs) After recording this podcast, Elsa just came through Tampa Bay and he was picking up like a twig and he's the cleanup from Elsa. (laughs) Right. So it was pretty funny, but he was a hospital chaplain down there and he had served in New Mexico and Las Cruces and of course, we've heard now around the church a lot about him, and mm-hmm. and as a staff, we got to meet him when he was here visiting, and seems like a really great guy. He has a wife named Serena, who is awesome, and a young 20-year-old son named Cameron, and Cameron seems to be like a really great guy, and we need to get him and Patrick in here someday talking about uh, Star Wars, and I think we could probably make 17 episodes out of I'm that. I'm sure we could. So, <laughs> But we're excited about the Glens coming to... That is just so weird to me. <laughs> the We're glens. excited about the glens coming. We're excited about the glens coming. For real. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. He's got some energy. That's you know? good. It's going to be fun. going to be fun. And on Sunday, July 25th, from 2 to 4 in Hope Hall, there's going to be a reception for them. Uh, there's a big church email going around about that and mm-hmm. stuff. So so definitely check that out. But he's going to be here Thursday the 15th will be his first day. Uh, he wanted to come be a part and see Vacation Bible School, which yeah. is going on this week uh, right. as we release this. And so he wanted to see that and get started. In fact, he said, I wanted to get started yesterday whenever they hired him. And so we are excited because that's that's fun. That's fun. That's good stuff. And we're looking forward to it. And yes, Kevin, he is, Kevin is very excited about being on the podcast and he is pro podcasting. Yeah. Well, we are having lots of conversation about uh, what the podcast kind of morphs into and how it evolves and, uh, you know, whether we do season two and, and what yeah, that looks like. Yeah. So having some really good conversation around that. I'm excited just yes. to sit and talk with him. Yeah, yeah it'll um, be fun. seems like uh, he did youth ministry for 18 years, so I'm sure we have lots of things to talk right, about. We'll have right. to talk about, you know, youth ministry horror stories. <laughs> you don't have any of those. What, what, what was the worst youth ministry experiences? That would be fun to compare and contrast. Oh, man. There's always, there's always good ones. Talk about episodes. You could do tons of that. <laughs> there's always good ones. The thing is, until you start really talking about them, you really, truly don't remember them uh-huh. all. And then it all comes flooding, flooding back. back. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Well, we're excited to have the Glens coming in, and for this this next chapter in uh, Northside's journey as a church and as the body of Christ, and so yeah. it'll be fun. On this show, we've talked a lot about anticipation and change and mm-hmm. all those things. So it'll be it'd be really nice to actually start that change. You know, yes, and, and be a part of it. And I'm really excited, just like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be something great around the corner. And something else going on exciting right now is as we are speaking, there are a bunch of our junior boys, or they're now they're seniors now. Goodness. <laughs> they're going to be seniors here in just a few moments. Yep. But they're in New Mexico at Philmont Scout Camp thing there. It's really in the mountains. It's an experience. It's like doing the AT in New Mexico. Really? But, but they they take a train from St. Louis down to New Mexico, and they're hiking and, and doing all that. So I'm excited to hear their feedback and what's going on with them when they get back because I have heard stories and known kids over the years that have gone to Philmont, and they talk about just what a life-changing experience mm. that is, just all the experiences of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for our, our senior guys that, that are going on that trip to hear their stories when they get back yeah and there's quite a few right there's mm-hmm. there's like 11 or 12 yeah them, something like that yeah so, i knew there were quite a few um, it's it's good that's that's cool i think it's good my hope and desire is that it does come back and they come back filled because it's all about leadership growth and mm-hmm. you know that and they come back ready to lead us into a new day too <laughs> so that's always great that's always so, great. excited for those guys i mean you know two weeks of of journeying that's that's pretty cool out west out west beautiful yeah. country out yeah, there it's beautiful they'll see some sunsets and sunrises they never dreamed oh, of. oh man no doubt so no doubt. and the official at trekker for the north side now podcast sarah baker and her husband jonathan are back out on the at that's getting right closer and closer to finishing that up yep i have gotten behind on my episodes but I did see that they posted like was sixteen hundred miles. Yeah, so sixteen hundred. You know, and she had to take the break because she fell, right. hurt her arm, broke right. her broke her arm, and um, they're back out there. And man, what an incredible recovery she had! And they're back out there. And yeah, now and, did, uh, so. did she pick a trail name yet? I think she does have a trail name, but I, you know what? I know Jonathan is it. platinum. Yeah, <laughs> they made a joke about that really early. You know, he likes the. I want to say, was there something like the flash or something like that? I don't know. I saw several in the comments like the oh. flame or Gazelle maybe it was, maybe it was flame. All these we blaze will, oh, could have been goodness. all of them, but we'll have to look this yeah, up because I forgot. But yeah, so it is fun to follow them and to, to see their, you know, they go through some beautiful country. They do. and the conditions change you know Mm -hmm. they started out and it was snowing and ice and things and now i think they're going through a lot of mud and stuff and yeah yeah the new england states vermont and things so it's just been i I think it's been really neat to watch yeah and Patrick's been up in that area finishing mm-hmm. up his honeymoon, and so he'll be back with us next week. Right. And I'm sure he'll have some great stories to share with us about his experiences up in that part of the world. Oh, yeah. And, you know, married advice. That's right. Now, he said, <laughs> what did he say? He said he didn't see any rats in New York. He saw yeah. them in D.C. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know they're there, though. You just didn't see them. That's the thing. I've never been to New York. I've never been to New York, but growing up, that is the thing that we always heard. And I know New York in the 70s and early 80s, mm. New York City, is a vastly different world. They totally started changing different. that in the 90s, Yep, and it's become a whole different world. But that's all you ever heard about was these rats that were like the size of dogs. <laughs> that, And I just, even like my kids have been up there, and I was like, send me a picture of a rat. I, that's all I want to see from New York. Yeah, well, the, one the, of these rat dogs. The movies and yeah. all of the uh, you know mobster yeah. stuff contribute to all of that. But, uh, it, you know. No, it is when you go to Chicago mm. or New York or LA to some ex- extent too, you just get this sense of uh, hugeness for yeah. sure. But then also just that they've been there for a long time. Now LA less so, but yeah, Chicago, New York. I mean, New York especially, it's got so much history. Oh, a ton. And yeah. the buildings, for the most part, are pretty modern. Like you said, they've done a lot of change since mm-hmm. the nineties, but. It's just very impressive for folks yeah. that live in the country like yeah. Jackson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jackson is bigger than Bells or, uh, oh, yeah. You know, and other that was, places, but. And I grew up in North Texas, mm-hmm. 
away from Dallas, but we would go into Dallas. And Dallas has grown into, I mean, it's an incredible, the Metroplex is what oh, they yeah. call it in Dallas-Fort Worth. is yep. so large now, and it's a very impressive modern city. But mm-hmm. even, it's nowhere near as traditional and old and stuff as New York. New York was the first yeah. civilization on this continent, except for our Native American brothers and sisters that yeah. were here before. But, yeah. you know, that's that area and all up and down the, the East Coast is... Mm-hmm. Well, Pretty cool. New York has got so much history uh, from Ellis Island mm-hmm. and all of the different ethnic groups that are a part of it and the way the boroughs lay out. It's just, yeah. it's very unique and obviously very huge. But when you're traveling in it for people that are used to driving themselves, it's oh, a big definitely. adjustment to <laughs> yeah. public transit and yeah. you know how you get from one point to the next. You can, a lot of times you can walk. Yeah, yeah, you know, in the in the daytime, and I'm not saying there's a lot of crime there, but it's a bigger city, so you have to be careful with that. But when I've been there, I've walked all over the place, Mm -hmm. not from Times Square down to the south of the Manhattan, but not that far. But you can walk, and I always wonder in that way: are some people healthier because they're actually out and biking and walking, moving around, and those kinds of things, and going to Central Park to do your exercise routines and whatever. Now, not everybody is like that, obviously, sure. but you have that opportunity to do that. I suppose it's just like anything else. You have to make a point to do yeah, it. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I know um, Barbie's aunt lives in Connecticut, but she works in New York a lot. I think actually they've moved everything into Connecticut now, mm-hmm. but but she would ride a train in, oh, like yeah. an hour in, an hour out, and then she would, she would wear her sneakers in, walk yeah. to her office building, and then put on her high heels. For the rest of the day and reverse that on the way home right you know, and they very seldom ever drove to the city mm-hmm. and I, i've met people in the navy or in college and they would be from up there and just over the years and they would they would never had driven you right know, stuff like that so that's just so foreign well we've talked before you wouldn't need a car you wouldn't yeah. we have some friends that live in baltimore and or baltimore baltimore whichever way you say it <laughs> um and they go down to dc Mm. all the time and that's what you do you yeah you just go maybe you drive to the station but most yeah. of the time it's close enough to where you live because there's stations all over the place mm-hmm. you catch a train you ride down to dc you do your day yeah. and then you ride back yeah and that makes a lot of sense yeah you know most of what i know about new york is from movies uh-huh and hallmark shows you know that are like you leave there to go to some little cottage <laughs> In, for for Christmas and you know New York was the big city where you were big stuff and you forgot who you were and now you discover yourself. That is such a formula, you know, <laughs> because I just watched a movie with one of my daughters. It was not a Hallmark. Well, I didn't watch it on Hallmark Channel. Yeah, but it was this story where the person was a big uh, reality star in L.A. Mm-hmm. and got sick of that and sort of wised up to the fact that she was being used a little bit and was going back east to Pennsylvania. I'm not sure exactly where, but she got stopped in Kentucky. She had car trouble. Ah. And so then she, she had to wait while the car was getting fixed. And then she met someone (laughs) and, you know, and then people from LA came back to try and find her. It was, it was your typical kind of formula. Yeah, it's a great formula. <laughs> and we're, you know, it's Christmas in July That's on the right. Hallmark Channel right now. So it's just, everybody's like, oh, oh what's good? What are they going to show us this year? You know, that is a funny concept because when I was working retail, we were we were all about the um, Black Friday in July. Yeah. That was just yeah. starting to come about. I th- I'm not sure who sort of coined that. Probably Target or yeah. something, you yeah. know, but... I, I heard these ads just today for um, Black Friday in July. I think it's maybe the whole month. Yeah. They're talking about all these free shipping deals. and well, Free shipping is pretty much standard nowadays, though. But isn't that an interesting concept? Christmas in July. You know the funny thing? When you play the music channels on your TV, yeah. and they have the little the stuff that's going across the screen, there is a country, I'm trying to look it up right now, that celebrates Christmas in July. Oh, really? And I'm trying to find it uh, right now because the funny thing is, <laughs> it just goes across there, and I just forget. I've seen it a hundred times. But you stop and think about 
not everyone does exactly what we do. We make a, such a big deal out of Christmas. It's become so commercialized. Yeah. Um, yeah, Australia is is New Zealand, South Africa. They all have some celebrations for Christmas in July, and it's a big thing. Well, that makes in sense, that right? Area. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's their coldest season is in the summer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Time. So, and I think New Zealand maybe is the one. Yeah, New Zealand's the one I'm thinking about that makes it, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's when they actually do a lot of their, mm-hmm. you know, their Santa E cold stuff. Yeah, exactly. So we, but we just get into this habit of the way it is around us oh, is yeah. the way it is around the world. And the world's a pretty big place. That's <laughs> right. Well, the uh, Americans have been accused of being a little bit egocentric. A little. <laughs> occasionally (laughs) okay and that's what we again go back to our movies and that is what we see you know funny thing um this was on a movie one time but you know in video games back a while back you'd always fight your foes right at one time it was russian kind of things another time it was the middle east type deals and it's funny thing is some friends of mine who were overseas and military and they said you know it's a humbling experience when you walk into a place and you're the bad guy on the video game. Yeah. And no one here ever thinks about video games where we would be the bad guy. Right. You know, and that's really funny. Right. And, you know, they thought that would be a pretty pretty big deal. But you think about all of our big summer movie blockbusters, you know, you know, Rocky Four was a big, you know, mm-hmm. big movie blockbuster, and it was us versus the bad guy. You know, the good guys are the bad guys, and, you know, things like that. So just stop and think about some of the, some of the movies over the years and, well, that's what I was um, thinking we might talk about today, oddly enough, because I was thinking about this. You and I have had a little bit of conversation about movies we've been anticipating for a year, right? Exactly. And they still seem to not be ready to come out. So we were talking about Maverick. We've talked about that mm-hmm. before, the Top Gun yeah. quote-unquote sequel that we've been waiting for you know, for 20, 20 years, years <laughs> to get to. And I didn't realize this either until you said it, that it's been delayed till the fall. Or yeah. actually, uh, November. November, yeah. And I was wondering why that was. Yeah. And it turns out, at least from what I've been able to see, that it's because of all the PR and the promotion around it that they can't get it done in time for a summer release. Yeah. And that boggles my mind a little bit when I think about it on the surface. But there's a ton that goes on worldwide nowadays yeah, yeah, for yeah. these things. But apparently, Tom Cruise is also shooting two more Mission Impossibles right now. Yeah. And I think he's scheduled to do this movie in space or something. I'm not yeah, sure I, what it is. Well, I saw a thing where he's supposed to be literally supposed to film part of it on the International Space yeah. Station. Yeah, which would be maybe the first, I guess, the first one that's ever been done that way. Uh, yeah, it would be completely the first one. That's where they're making yeah. a big deal about it. It'd be the first movie, our first portion of a movie ever filmed in space. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Well, that'll be cool to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. guess what happens if, you know, are they hoping that something bad happens to I poor Tom? So like, Come see Maverick, his last movie ever made before he was blown up at the International Space <laughs> Station. You know, surely not. I uh, tell you, that, that, dude, that dude is so <laughs> prolific. I mean, think of all the, the films that he's been in and how many of them have been super huge. Oh, goodness. It's crazy. Now, there's some that haven't been. Yeah. But like, just stop and think about all the way back to like risky business, the outsiders, you know, he I know goes way back there. I know. I know. Anyway, I thought I, I found a list of the top 10 highest grossing summer blockbusters. Okay. There's all these lists out there, but I think this one is um, adjusted for like with inflation okay. and all that stuff. And it has the original. Now these um, are just summer blockbusters, not the biggest I think ones so. let of me all just, time. Let me just confirm because I know there's some people, you know, that really get all... Very technical. Been out of shape, you know. Between. And you know, it's funny that Patrick isn't here. Oh, he, he would, would be, be all over this. All apart all on this. These are just the ones that were released May through August. Okay. All right. All right. And I bet all of these, you would guess maybe that would be on here. But um, number 10, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah, definitely see that one. Seven hundred million. Now, do you remember seeing that the first I time? I do, I do, I do, and it was a big, a big deal to go see that. Isn't it funny how would we just we think about that? How how much nostalgia is attached to definitely. some of these things? Yeah, definitely. And and this one was Steven Spielberg, of course, and he is the director that has oh. most of the movies on the top ten. Yeah, he probably created the whole genre of summer blockbuster. Just on his own interesting enough and we'll get to it later what was considered the first 
Blockbuster, you have any guess? Jaws? Yep. Oh! Yep. Trivial Pursuit, here I come. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and you think about it, that was 70, I'll get to it 76, here. 76, 77? Yeah, somewhere in there. But anyway, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's that classic adventure. Yeah. Uh, it had action in it. It had history. A, part a lot of, of churchy it. stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, it, a lot it of totally did stuff with in the it. first one. And that's what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Of course, they've made, what, three others? And he's uh, making another one right now. Is he? Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is working Man. on the next Raiders of the Lost I love Ark. movie trivia. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, 700 million is the uh, in adjusted. And that was in 81. Okay. So that was sort of the height of, I think, where summer blockbusters were coming into their own, really. Yeah, and special effects and stuff was really growing and getting, there was a lot of neat stuff happening in that world, too, to make movies that even that much better. Totally. And if you think about the difference between what was before Mm. and, we talked about this before, sci-fi movies were just like those B movies that were really cheesy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People like Spielberg and George Lucas and that, crew of directors really started to evolve the film Mm, mm -hmm. business to include things like special effects were not just how you make blood look good on black and white. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. Number nine, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Now this was 2015, 705 million. And that was number two in that series? Uh, Jurassic Park was... Well, no, it would have been... Oh, in the reboot? Yeah. Number the, two in the reboot? Mm. Number two or number three? Yeah. In the deal, but Because yeah. they had previously had three. three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Jurassic Parks. Yeah, this is the one with Chris Pratt. That one kind of surprises me a little bit, actually. A little bit for me, too. The original worldwide gross was $1.6 Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, that's worldwide. So, I think they're talking uh, domestic here. All right. Number eight, Jurassic Park. Okay. All right. 93. This, when I saw this one, this was the thing to go see. Yeah, definitely. And the first time we'd ever seen a CG dinosaur. Yeah. And the explosion of animatronic dinosaurs just took off from there. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere now. Oh, yeah. Well, and what I think is really neat, and some of these movies sort of share this culture is the advent of the visual effects company Mm -hmm. and i remember when i was in high school i did a wasn't a book report it was a research paper i guess on ilm yeah yeah industrial light and magic yeah started really around the star wars franchise Mm. because they needed someone to do special effects for (laughs) george lucas and that's where skywalker sound came in Mm -hmm. and ilm came in dennis murin and that crew inventing, really, writing the software to do computer graphics. Yeah, isn't that cool? All of a sudden, you're a kid, and now you're writing software. Yeah, because that's what they use a lot of young people on those things. Well, and you think about it. I heard a commentary yesterday about somebody said, really not great movie, but remember the Revenge of the Nerds where that was the, the thing? And they said, the rest of your life, they tell their kids, the rest of your life, kids, is going to be revenge of the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> the smartest people that work yeah. the hardest yep. are going to rule yeah. the world. And you think about Microsoft, Microsoft and Apple. Apple, yeah. Steve Jobs started in his garage. They were all right there in that in that time frame, too. Yeah. All well, the early that's 80s. What, that's what I was going to say. With the computer <laughs> graphics, the way that started to evolve came from people that were just programmers and yeah. you know, had an artistic flair and yeah. made movies we couldn't really conceive of a sci-fi movie for sure but a superhero movie today without that stuff oh i know right because i'm sure there's a superhero movie on there because i'm just kind of waiting to pounce on that yeah well and you think about a superhero movie without special effects that's like um you remember the tv show greatest american hero oh definitely with the guy with the real curly hair but that was a great show came on on sunday nights yeah because of the story Mm mm-hmm I love that show. Yeah. It's a cult favorite. But could you imagine Christopher Reeve with today's technology? Well, I remember. Because he was yeah. just the yeah. epitome of the classic Superman figure. Right. And I think that's on, I don't know if it's on this list, but one of the lists, Superman and super the original Superman mm-hmm. series yeah. was, you know, was one of the original superhero movies. Yeah, it was. It was started that thing. 
And then you had the the Batman series that came yeah, yeah. a bit after that. But yeah. number seven, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That was ninety nine, and mm. my theory on this is there had been so long between the original yeah. series and sort of the it's not a reboot; it's George Lucas's original first three. But that's why I think it's so big. Well, in seventy seven, my aunt took me to see the original very one. Oh yeah, number was it number four now? Star right, Wars, right? And I remember it. I could remember the weather that day i remember exactly <laughs> where we went i remember it was towny small and mesquite texas she took me there it was like a big deal um so aunt sally thank you for taking me to that <laughs> but the big thing was i got to take my kids to the phantom Menace, oh to the, the same way mm-hmm. i got to cool. take my kids and we made it a big deal and we went so that's the reason people our age were like, I get to take my kids to yeah. a Star Wars movie just like my family took me. That's you know? true. That's and huge. It, it was ginormous. Plus, yeah, you know, so it was all this build up to it and everything. And so, do you remember when you first saw episode four? Oh, yeah. What you thought oh, at yeah. that time? Oh, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> and you started, you know, the figurines came out, the action figures. And I mean, right. you, just, you just dove into that. It was so different. It was. It was. There was nothing that happened before because you had Star Trek, right? Online, my favorite Martian, right? (laughs) And Battlestar Galactica. Buck Rogers. By then, I don't know. I think maybe Battlestar Galactica was a little bit later, early '80s, maybe. But yeah, Buck Rogers. You had a lot of comic stuff, but you didn't have a whole lot of you just. And it was cheesy, right? You know, it was really bad cheesy, right? Like a little spaceship on a string. (laughs) That's well, exactly. Besides Star Trek, Star Trek was. As good as it got. Yeah. You know. And yeah. Star Trek was even for kids, my it was even a little too adultish, but it didn't really No, it's true. You know, maybe an older teenagers or something, but I was seven years old, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I was a little more interested in, you know, the Dukes of Hazard had mm-hmm. flying cars and stuff. You know, they were jumping cars and that was cool because totally. you could do that on your bicycle, <laughs> right? But I I liked Star Trek and stuff, yeah. but it just wasn't but then Star Wars came. And it changed the game. Right. You know, it was all completely different. And it had relatable characters, even the kids, you know. Who doesn't love R2-D2 to this day? We name our, we named our little, um, well, we have two, or we've had two little iRobot vacuum cleaners. Oh, huh. One was named R2, and the other is named Rosie after the Jetsons. <laughs> so That's awesome. You know, a couple of, you know, Generation Xers there. Yeah. Uh, with, and that's, but that's what we grew up with. I love that. I love that. I remember, I can't remember, I don't think it was the episode four. It might have been Empire Strikes Back, but there used to be a movie theater downtown Jackson. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember, somebody messaged us and can't remember which street downtown Jackson, but I I do remember there was a little one, but that's where it was showing. Yeah. And we saw it. And and we didn't live in town at that point. We lived out. So you came to town, which was a big deal. to town, yes, to see it. Yeah. That's my memory now. I would have been really small. That's what I think. Yeah. So anyway. That's pretty cool. But the Star Wars series, I mean, you've got plenty of movies to choose from appear in that top 10 and a lot of the blockbuster list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number six, a little bit of a different genre here. The Lion King. Ooh. Yeah. 94. My favorite Disney movie, by the way. I think it's got a great story. Yeah. And it was new, new technology. They really pushed that, you know, new CGI. And it was, it was. Well, I, and you got to give credit to Disney for lots of innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, originally doing the original oh, Disney, Snow yeah. White. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, driving the evolution of animation for sure. But also the storytelling aspect of it, yeah. I think. And whether you like Disney movies or not, that was really the driver of tons of stuff that we have now. Oh, totally. Um, not not only Pixar, which um, yeah was you know inspired by that, but you've got um, oh I'm trying to think oh Shrek for example, Shrek. and Disney. I, what didn't did the Lion King the original Lion King? It came out right after the live version of Beauty and the Beast, right? Or was it right before? It seemed like they were really close together, and so Disney too bringing these movies that we i grew up on and you watched them on on sunday night right with yep. the wild world of disney and you right. always come on the deal that's right because your parents would give you a bath wild world of disney come on you had to go to bed 
because you had to go to school the next day. But those were the one classics you grew up with, mm-hmm. and now they're making him with real people in the graphics and the computers that the cgi right. stuff is just right. out of this world and so pretty interesting yeah well and they and they perfected i'm not sure that they were the first but they perfected using famous people oh yeah as voices, voices. Mm, they did yeah which is now the the only thing you do yeah. I mean, you think about even stuff like trolls where they get justin timberlake in mm, and yeah well, in uh, cartoons and stuff used to be the where people started, right? Right. Or they stayed there and no one ever saw their faces or knew who they were. Like Mel Blanc. No one ever saw his face for a million years. Yeah, yeah. You know, except the people who were there. And yeah. and now you can't even get into that world unless you're somebody. Oh, I know. So. I know. Number five, we're halfway through another Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi. Okay. 1983, $796 million. And that's where that series is where you really started to anticipate a sequel mm, yeah yeah you're like you knew more were coming you had heard that from one place or another the word got around that and back to the future oh, like yeah. what i remember yeah, yeah, yeah. being you know the the sequel things like you anticipated something coming yeah next. something coming next all right so number four the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> we knew Star Wars was going to be yeah, all over Star this. Wars is, yeah, and now like, this is, again, adjusted for inflation, so they may not have been the highest grossing at that time. Number three, E.T. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this was 1982, so it's kind of in that same and that time period. Yeah. It's e. another Spielberg movie, and... To this day, some of my kids won't watch this movie. Really? Because scary. The, the the part where they come to his house to and yeah. Yeah. And it's just too intense. Yeah. I would I would I would definitely And I remember that, that at the time mm-hmm. watching it too. Yeah. It's like, wow, I didn't expect that. And then of course I was younger, but still, yeah, that's a You know, I don't know if they're gonna be on this list or not to finish this up, but it's in the same genre or same world a little bit. My uh my oldest did not like Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Because it was too intense to her. And everybody else was like, and same thing with Harry Potter. Mm. We took her to a Harry, maybe her grandparents took her. Someone took her to a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. And she was youngish and it was a little, you know, had a little and it's kind of darkish and, mm-hmm. and she never did. That kind of ended her on the, on Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings in that time frame. She well, especially jump back into that. And she was a big reader and loved all that, but yeah. it kind of ended there for her. She's like, it's too scary. Well, some of the later movies, for sure, yeah, are pretty intense. So, was Lord of the Rings not summer blockbuster movies? I don't I think. Yeah, in I think terms they were the Christmassy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. we could yeah. do another whole podcast. Yeah, on that, the Christmas yeah. releases. But yeah. number two is the original blockbuster Jaws, nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, I knew it was back. So there. it was early, and this is sort of and that's. Just good old fashioned filmmaking with animatronics. Animatronics again, that we hadn't really seen before. Rough, yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Rough, rough animatronics too. In today's but, standards, it would have been talk about intense. Oh yeah, and there's people today who won't swim. I know. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That's what um, I saw this comparison. They said Jaws is to beaches as to as. <laughs> Psycho is to showers. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so yeah, after seeing Jaws, you just you didn't go to the beach. No at all. Not at it all. was too real. Yeah, it was too real. And now we celebrate Shark Week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so number one on this list is the original episode four Star Wars. That wow. was nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was fun. I think that I've seen other lists on this kind of topic and you have stuff in there like 77 was quite a quite a year. Mm. I believe 77 wasn't it um also I think Smoking the Bandit was out that year. Oh, maybe. I think in August of that year is when Elvis died. Oh my. 77 was quite a year in just the entertainment world. I believe that's right. 77 was when Elvis died. You just think about the the seventies in general, or yeah, kind of a, yeah. But on other lists that I've seen, maybe factor in worldwide gross and stuff. You have things like the Dark Knight, yeah, the Batman series, yeah. which was, yeah, you know, has gone through several reboots over yeah. the years yeah, 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 yeah. and re envisionings. 
that movie in particular was, I think, felt like to me one of the darkest, the Christopher Nolan series. Yeah, it, yeah he's he likes that darker side. And and everything that people write, they always talk about Heath Ledger and what he did with yeah. the Joker, which we hadn't seen before. Yeah. and Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> and we just learned so much more about Batman's history, unless you were a hardcore comic book guy right. or gal. Right. You didn't really know, and, and I think even some new things came to light of that. So, yep. but yep. yeah, that was, and yeah. Woo. Now, um, I'm going to throw some at you, and you tell me if you've seen these. This is another list of 30 best summer blockbusters that I've seen. But did you see the Mad Max Fury yeah. Road? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mad I have Max. not seen that one. Really? I saw the original. Yeah. With, uh, what's his face? Mel Gibson. <laughs> Thank you. All I can think was Braveheart. Um, but yeah. And Tina Turner. Yes, that's right. From right down the street. Lived down in Nut Bush down there. Nut Bush. Brownsville. Have, you been, have you been to her uh I've not been to the museum. museum. I need to do that. I've not been out there. And they, there's supposed to be a really kind of a neat little thing. It's the Delta Museum too. Right. It, so. Right. Yeah. Um, Forrest Gump. Oh, how is that not on the top of that list? Yeah, I don't know. That may be suspect. I think this is worldwide gross okay, at yeah. the time. I think the other one was more domestic. All right. 1994. Talk about an epic movie. Oh, still to this day. And I watched that one just recently with my kids because yeah. they were not getting the references that I was making. <laughs> like, run, Forrest, run. And thank you, Forrest Gump people, for not creating Gump and Company into a movie, which was the second book. Just because, again, you know, it got into the thing of everything needs to have a, a second yes. or a third or a seventh. Yes. Thanks for keeping an original and original. <laughs> now, see, I that, I learned something new because I didn't realize that it was a book series. Mm, yeah, they did Forrest Gump and his Gumping Company was the second. Huh. He was on the space shuttle, all kinds of, all kinds of crazy stuff. Got it. That would have been a little more <laughs> it cheesy, been, Yeah, right? a little cheesy. So. Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, you remember wow. that? Oh, love Ghostbusters. Even to this day, the original. Man, that's just, yeah. Yeah. I've been slimed. <laughs> It's slime, and me. then that turned into cartoon series, which I oh, actually yeah. watched a little bit too, yeah. called Slimer. I think it was called Slimer. Yeah, with the they even had Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, they even had uh, their uh, their whole cereal series, mm-hmm. cereal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Terminator Two. Oh, why wasn't that on the other one? I don't know. Terminator. Yeah, like I said, huge. It's yeah, but that was in ninety one. So early nineties, mm. we're starting to get into the. And inflation is computer not graphics. Yeah. yeah. Terminator, there was a lot in Terminator that was new. Well, this brings up the other top director when it comes to grossing is James Cameron. Yeah. And this was <laughs> on the heels of The Abyss. Remember that movie? Yeah, definitely. It's one of the scariest that I remember seeing when I saw it at the time, The Abyss. But that technology had started to, he used the same technique. Remember the in The Abyss? Spoiler uh-huh. alert for anybody that's not seen it, where the creature yeah. gets a face. Yeah, it's really a deep movie. Yeah. <laughs> <Ba-doom>. <laughs> and then he used that with the Robert Patrick yeah. T-1000. Yeah. yeah. Where he went through the... Yeah. yeah. And I watched something, uh, another YouTuber that I follow too, was trying to replicate where the T-1000 walked through jail bars. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that or not. I do, yeah. But even with today's technology, it was challenging to replicate it. Oh, wow. And I get nerdy about this kind of stuff, but basically they hired programmers to write software just for that, for that particular spot need. Wow. And so they did it so well then, back in 91, that even today it's hard to replicate without something proprietary, which I think is pretty amazing. And that's well. why I'm, it costs 200 and something million dollars yeah. to make a movie. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm laughing because Patrick's going to hate us <laughs> that we're doing this. <laughs> He's going to hate us. Sorry, Patrick. It uh, wasn't on purpose, brother. Top Gun. We talked about yeah! that. 86 classic yes. and, and launched a bunch of people's careers there too. Yeah, definitely. You know, you had Tom Cruise, of course, which hey, he had already made. Yeah, he, he was already rich business and a few other things. But Anthony Edwards 
yep. from Goose was only in up to that point was only in Revenge of the Nerds. Mm. And but it wasn't a movie career, it was TV. Yep. He went to ER. That's right. Huge. And monster for him right Huge. there. You had yeah. Val Kilmer in Val there. Val Kilmer, Rick Rosovich, who was in some other movies and not as big a roles. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Tubbs. There was, I mean, there was not Jeremy Tubbs from Tuberville. Um, not from Lambus, but Tuberville, I think it was. <laughs> but even there was some, even the old ones in there of, oh, who was Viper? Um, Mike. Now you're getting deep. He, But he was kind of one of the old timers that was in that movie mm-hmm. that kind of helped mm-hmm. bring it to that, that blockbuster. Now this one, I'm sad to say I've not seen the whole thing. The Sixth Sense. Did you see that? Was one? that 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 is that with um, Bruce Willis? Yes, and is that um, the I see dead people? One? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. I, I that that's what I uh-huh. yeah. I I, not I saw seen that. that. I'd forgotten about that really. Besides that, that's the only part of that movie I know. <laughs> I see dead people. Uh, Superman two, which is what I talked about a little bit earlier, nineteen eighty one. The first one was in seventy eight, so it was still in that mm-hmm. late seventies, early eighties. And it was amazing that you could make a person look like they're flying. I know, it was crazy. And all this stuff, which they use lots We can of do wires. better with our phones now. Yeah, no doubt. No That's doubt. crazy when you think about that. Um, also on this list, 85, Back to the Future. Yeah. That was probably the, one of the ones that, other than Star Wars, I got into early on. Yeah. Now, of course, you can't have a blockbuster list without listing some Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm definitely... The Avenger, a worldwide gross was $1.5 <laughs> Now you're talking a whole different earnings group. Now, they went the Avengers and Avatar, and aren't they up there kind of running back and forth, neck and neck, back as the top one and two usually? Yeah, so Lifetime, yeah. if you consider everything from when they were released till today, the number one movie is still Avatar. Okay. All right. This is James Cameron again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Titanic is number three. Oh, okay. James Cameron. Uh, Avengers Endgame is actually number two. Yeah, Endgame out of this one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But in the top five, number four is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that this is episode seven. So that's Force Awakens. And widely, at least I've heard Patrick talk about it too, sort of panned as not good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it's interesting. You see this trend happening all the time now. And a lot of people, film critics will say, well, people are just going for the, the money grab. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and remember back in the day, we only had X amount of film critics, right? They worked for a newspaper or you know, like Gene Shalit on the morning show. And yep. you watch Siskel those. And Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. You watch them to see what you would go and go watch. Or you, or you watch what your local guy in your newspaper wrote. And that's what you went to see. Right. Now, with Reddit and social media and Twitter, and everybody is a movie critic. Right. And, I mean, you have junior high kids telling you what to go see. <laughs> and, I mean, they're making big deals about it. And they have YouTube channels and stuff. And to say that that hasn't changed the face and how movies work right. would be wrong. Oh, totally. And COVID's going to make it next interesting because what COVID did is they took already the trend to want to, in my opinion, to want to bring movies home. And start mm-hmm. showing some things on their own channels, HBO Max and Disney and all these things. And they made that legit because that's the only way they had to make money mm-hmm. was sticking stuff in people's houses. And, you know, it, it seems like it's slow for people to go back to the theater. You know, I want to go. But yeah. honestly, there's nothing I really want to go see right, right now, which right. is so weird for the summer. I know. That's just Great to not go to a movie around July 4th is just, I mean, yeah. I just have never done that ever. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, and that makes me think about to the position of film, particularly, but other entertainment, visual entertainment in our culture. Oh, yeah. I would say we talked about, you know, the United States earlier and its sort of position in the world. <clears throat> One of our biggest exports is American culture. Yeah, exactly. Right? So the big movies, the movie stars, and that's mm. always been sort of our export. Mm-hmm. Is you think back to Marilyn Monroe and the people that were worldwide oh, stars, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. just American stars, but that now, and this ties back to a previous episode where we talked to uh, Ted Bryant about how culture has become, a, you know, is a part of us and how do we connect that to our spiritual life. In our Christian walk, 
Oh, definitely. So yeah. you you see things now, and it's it's not just now. It's it's not new necessarily when you have Christian themed entertainment that kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, we've seen movies like War Room and the Hendrick Brothers have done fantastic in, in sort of bringing those things more into the popular The chosen genre. what they're doing right now, but, but they're exactly. using their own platforms. And exactly. So crowdsourcing. As we think about maybe not the churchy word evangelism, but we think about spreading the message of Christ mm. to people, regardless of whether they're churched or not, what role does entertainment or visual medium play in that? Yeah. And you see what some people would say a trend in using film, television, uh, moving pictures in worship services, yeah. your big mega church kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. But that's so ingrained in us as United Statesians. Yeah. Shouldn't it play a role in how we get the message out? I would think so. Because it- we think in moving pictures so many times now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, to your point, entertainment is not, you don't even have to go anywhere yeah. to see a movie. You see it in your own living room. It's well, you so much a part of us. And you don't even have to we go be, anywhere to see church, no. go to church. Shouldn't yeah. we be telling the Jesus story and not even the historical thing, just about how we relate to life through visual mediums? Well, and I think something that is unfortunate is this concept of, all right, we were talking about Tom Cruise. And he's a renowned Scientologist. So can right. I can I like Tom Cruise movies mm. and not even give a care about Scientology? Right. I personally can because I mean, as far I mean, I, I know exactly what that is, and if that's what Tom wants to, do, you know. But because we say we like someone, everything Hollywood seems to have <laughs> some tag, mm-hmm. even sports stuff, and them bringing the thing of college likeness and money for that, right? You know? Just how there's going to be people grabbing at these kids, yep. and it's yep. just going <laughs> to. But then they're going to be forced to make these statements, or maybe they're going to make these statements. And now, should I not like the Vols because their top three players are all about a particular something? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, we've gotten where we've so polarized each other yes. on our media blitzes that we do. And is this the end of the film situation? Like it has been. Like it has been where it's been the centerpiece. I mean, right. you know, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie movies <laughs> you know it, you have to put you have to put that up there with it entertainment definitely yep. are you gonna make your movies just for particular groups or the chosen i love the chosen mm-hmm. in several different ways i mean there's so many theologians who will who are fighting against it sure sure because it's not word for word but at the same time it's not just jesus it's the chosen well who knows if i'm gonna click on the chosen and all of a sudden i'm watching something about about christ right. and i'm getting the essence i may not be getting the word for but i'm getting the essence it's so interesting to know how we we share the gospel, how we mm-hmm. share life, how we, and will we? What will we allow? I mean, because I don't like you said, not everyone likes Disney, or not everyone stands for Disney, and right. I, I'm sure not stand for everything they stand for as a company. And it's hard; they own so much and do so. Much. It's hard to even know what all they stand for. Right? You know. Right. Um, I know one thing they do stand for is is that list making that money. <laughs> <laughs> so well, and you think about, I mean. Even your small business. Totally. That's your It's personal. It. I know I know soccer moms who are deathly afraid of on the soccer on the sidelines in the car line at school of being canceled. Yeah. They're really concerned about that. Right. Yeah. So it's such a big part of our lives mm-hmm. these days. To not talk about it or to assume that it doesn't affect us is just head in the sand kind of thinking to yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. And I think that to me, it's important for us to talk about it within a Christian worldview. Oh, completely. And, and it's not just being aware of you know what the parent company does and saying, okay, we're not going to support them because of this thing they did. That's a part of the conversation for sure. Yeah, definitely. And stuff we need to consider and make our own personal decisions exactly. about it. Exactly. I don't think on this podcast we're espousing one point of view or another. You Never. Know? That's yeah. not <laughs> what we're trying to do, but we do want to challenge you know, our thinking and, yeah. and try and bring it back to what would Christ say about it? Yeah. What, is, what yeah. does Jesus have through his example, through the truth that's in the Bible? 
how does that should that govern our lives? I mean, it goes back to what Ted said about being a part from that scripture, being a part of the world and not of the world. And yeah, and, and it just goes back to that and fully understanding what that means. Mm-hmm. We do have to make decisions for ourselves, we what we're going to you know support or take in those kinds of things. But ultimately, we don't make the final decision on it. So we have to be really careful on it. But I guess my whole point on this was that entertainment is a part of our life. Yeah. To say that it's not, or to say, well, I'm not going to take part in that, it affects our culture. It, oh, it affects everyday yeah. life in so many ways we don't even think about. Yeah. And so it's worth having a conversation on. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? And I know it's a big part of the conversation of the fabric of the country and of the world right now. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're going to get it one way or the other. Yeah. Yes, you're not going to totally avoid it. So it's a, it's a matter of what you take in, mm-hmm. what you're able to deal with and but also what we show our kids what we show you know how we deal with those things is so important you know what comes in affects us period totally right completely i don't care what you say Uh, violent video games crazy rock music Mm -hmm. classical music Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. coco melon (laughs) (laughs) you know gets to us at some level so we just need to be careful with that and make sure what we're ingesting is as much of christ and and stuff as we can but there's other things to ingest but whatever we digest and whatever we put out needs to definitely have the the breath of christ with it yep some things you can try and help your kids avoid yeah yeah especially when they're younger sure and that's really important yeah. To sort of protect a developing Completely. personality. Yeah, definitely. That's really important. Yeah. But as they grow, which we're finding, all of our kids are now teenagers or older, it's inevitable. Oh, yeah. They're going to find it. Going to see something at yeah. some point. And so it's a matter of, like you said, framing it within a Christian perspective. Because one of the things that we've always tried to help our kids is to respect other people, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Respecting is not necessarily agreeing with what they exactly. It's not giving permission. Believe God mm-hmm. created that person exactly, and so that requires some respect. Mm-hmm. But being able to interact with people that are different than you are, or think differently than you are, I think is really important. I think of examples of Jesus, like the Samaritans. Oh, now he didn't, you know, he interacted with, didn't always agree with the Pharisees and sure, exactly. <laughs> that, but. I think that's an important point of view. And we've always tried to teach our kids that. And so when they come up against something they don't agree with, or maybe you've never seen or don't understand, have they been given the tools to try and interact with that and think about that mm-hmm. critically and think about it within a, within a Christian perspective. And that's hopefully what they grow up gaining so that they can, you know, make informed decisions about that. And that, that goes for everything, right? Sure, so everything. Relationships, how to avoid trouble and all those mm-hmm. things. Can they think critically or use the tools at their disposal, whether that's Christian peers. Yeah, have the community around mentors them. Mentors. Yeah, exactly. Use those tools. Not always can we do it on our own. Exactly. Well, wrapping up this uh, about the, the movies, I wanted to throw a couple of others out there that sort of are within different franchises, I guess, would you say? The Fast and Furious. They're the blockbuster of this summer right now. Yep. There what is nine is the nine most recent one? 9,334, <laughs> I think. So. so you have all the Marvel movies. You have Harry Potter. You've got Disney in there with Frozen and oh, yeah, Beating the Beast yeah. and all this. But you have other studios like The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, you mentioned. Mm. It's in like the top 30 if I'm looking at this list, right? James Bond. Oh, goodness. Skyfall. How in the world did you miss James Bond? Well, and this is lifetime gross, so it makes sense. I mean, there's James Bond. I don't know how many movies. Oh, goodness. Probably 15, 16, I was just going to say in the teens for sure. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, which a lot of people say is just so cheesy. You know, they just don't have any meat to it. That's the thing for me is when something changes Mm -hmm. what you see all the time, you know, we had what, um, what's his name? Um, the little guy flew with Wendy, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Peter Pan, you know, they went and fought pirates. And, yeah. you know, that was piratey stuff. And you really had to get into a book or dig deep to get into true pirate stuff. Well, now there's pirate everything everywhere. <laughs> and it's all because of Johnny Depp and yeah. and their, his pirate guys. Yep. Yeah, you think about um, this whole idea of the superhero. Of course, it started yeah. in comics. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. shoot, it started 
back in Greek mythology. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, Isn't that funny how we don't ever go that far back? Oh, I know, I know. Let's stop at the 40s, uh, 30s. Mission Impossible. This is the highest grossing movie, so they're not they're not always summer. So probably stop there. But Independence Day was Independence Day. That was, was fun, yeah. you know. Again, we and then that created again. You know, we were interested in aliens, and now Will Smith punching an alien. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and flying an alien ship up yeah, to the I other know. alien I ship. And, yeah. but it, but interesting stuff. That's yeah, for, that's I think fun, that it, fun it is. Stuff. It is just interesting to think about how all these things influence have influenced oh, us. Yeah. Even if it's just, it influences the culture and the culture influences us. We're indirectly yeah. connected to it in, in so many different ways. Well, and it started in the mid nineties too, the, the culture of influencing and affecting the church so much mm-hmm. because, you know, I remember, you know, the Coca-Cola, the real thing. And then there was the same script, Jesus Christ, the right. realest thing or something right. like that. And right. they, they, we just started playing off of those things, which is okay. I mean, I guess, copyright maybe not but but it's okay but at the same time then it just kind of became this thing of the church catchphrases kind of became dependent on Mm -hmm. what was going on around us and it wasn't like we could be creative or original when we literally have the message that needs to be shared and we go looking for other ways to be told how to share that mm-hmm. and jesus just went person to person and right and that was what the early church did person to person and and in youth ministry we fight this all the time mm-hmm. right this is you know come bring a friend get an ipad you know and that's again no different than what hollywood is doing right you know. and that's not about a number it's about a heart and a life change it's about we, we've allowed the culture to dictate to us yeah and the church yeah and, and i mean right well let me throw this out at you in regards to that conversation. So do you think the things like developing slogans that are similar to a secular slogan, for example, does that water down the witness or the message or does it make it more accessible? It's interesting. And I think it's hard. I don't think it's a yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. Really. I think it's a little Mm -hmm. bit because each person's individual, you know, someone asked me once, are you an expert in youth ministry? And my response to this, I, I am an expert in youth ministry concepts. Mm. I will, I will, I will not toot a horn anything. It's just after 30 something years. Yeah. A little about it. I, I know a little about it, but I will never be an expert in youth ministry because to do that means I have to say that I have experted the lives of each student I've been in front of. Mm-hmm. And that is an impossible task. Only God can do that. Yeah. So I will never truly be an expert in youth ministry because it is about the youth, the adolescents, the young people that are in front of you. For me, it boils down to that personal stuff and the variety of of what that has been over the years is mm-hmm. just so mm-hmm. enormous. I can't even wrap my brain around it. Well, and don't you think it it's bound to be that way forever? Because oh, it should yeah. change with the time. It should change to your point with the person in front of you. Yeah. And and that's why I love the saying, love the person in front of you, mm-hmm. meaning that person is unique mm-hmm. and the time is specific to that time. What presents itself in front of you is what you have to deal with. Yeah. And it should be as specific to that person as it can be. And that includes a lot of different pieces and parts, right? The culture, oh, totally. yeah. what their experiences are. All those things are specific to that time and circumstance and things like that. And so the culture they bring along with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's not like we can separate that from the person. And so the message needs to be relevant to that person. Mm -hmm. And that's a challenge for us to do, to be that flexible, to try and make it personal. An example is for our confirmation class, which is always sixth graders or almost always, we have mentors Mm -hmm. and many times they're grandparents, parents, uh, people that would be older brothers, aunts, uncles, they're they're well-established in their faith walk. And every year I do a class with them during their training of how this generation talks. Yeah. And we use words like, Oh, the new one is bussin'. That's bussin'. 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 You know, and it used to be bad. Oh, that's bad, man. Rad. Rad, or that's cool. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, I'm stoked about that. You know, right. it, those, those things have changed so much. But we use that word, and we go through the social media words, and we go through text language and stuff. Just, yep. just what we know at the point, just to help them have a conversation. If they run across this, don't be freaked out. So learning how to communicate is where the crux is. 
if it's a movie, if it's a if it's a blockbuster, if it's a saying or a slogan, I mean, we need to be about it, but let's be original in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's don't go stealing things, you know. No, so. I agree. <laughs> a very interesting conversation. It will never be solved. Never, you know? no, ever. But ever, I think ever. it's in the conversation that we learn so much, and from other people's point of view, be able to grow in our faith and grow as mm. a person. Yeah, completely. And if we stay in the same spot all the time and never change, then we're really you know, what's the saying? If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. Something well, like that. True. So I think that's really important. And I think that it's cool to have conversations with a Christian perspective mm, and to bring things back into focus for, for all of us. Blockbusters are fun. Blockbusters are fun. And they're, it's fun to talk about and yak <laughs> about and uh, just like sports and all kinds of stuff. And I'm yeah. sure our new pastor, Kevin Glenn, Glenn, is going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning since they won the Stanley Cup last night, and I'm he will be here uh, next week in town and getting getting started, and you can meet him soon. And Patrick will be back, yeah. And so I'm sure we'll be, and he's going to be, he's going, y'all, get ready, it's going to come. There will be a follow up podcast. This podcast, even if it's just him sitting here it telling you things, it could be. Get ready. Yeah. Because he's going to hate us for this. Sorry, Patrick. We love you, brother. It wasn't on purpose. It just was um, just on our hearts. That's right. What we were thinking about this week. Yeah. So, Well, hey, thanks for podcasting with us, everybody. Uh, We're really glad that you tuned in to listen to us this week. Yap yap about (laughs) movies. But we're here to talk about things that are in our lives. And meeting people where they are is, is really our goal on this podcast. If you haven't done it yet, make sure you look at our website, northsidejackson.com. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. And then if you have a question, either a topic to share with us or something you want to know, you can always email podcast at northsidejackson.com. We really love to hear from you. We're thinking about as we go ahead, some other things we can do with the podcast, whether it be like a live stream that Yay. we can do and get you all of you people out there involved as well. Never miss a show. If you if you like what you hear, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a, a review. Uh, that'd be great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to know that you're listening. If you find it informative and entertaining, um, share it with a friend. Just let us know. This is a, a ministry for our church to let you know kind of what's going on, but also have good conversations about things here at Northside Church in Jackson, Tennessee. All right, Glenn, we've talked about upcoming events, excited about BBS this week and uh, everything that's coming down the pipe. Yes, we are. Again, I'm Kevin. And I'm Glenn, but we're not Reverend Kevin Glenn yet. (laughs) (laughs) Reverend Kevin Glenn is coming. (laughs) But that's what's happening at Northside Now. Bye-bye.